Hi, this is Christina Rodenbeck, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Sally Kirkman, from sallykirkman.com, and my website is The Oxford Astrologer. And as you probably know already, we meet up once a month to discuss the astrology of the month ahead. And we always do it at the beginning of the, of the solar month when the, when the sun changes signs. So we're just on the cusp. We're just about to, the sun is just about to move into Aries, which is always an exciting time in the year because, of course, it's the equinox. And it's the beginning in the north anyway. It is the beginning of spring, except I think it sprang. Spring sprang, didn't it? Um, but it's the the days now will just get longer and the nights will get shorter and the bunnies will be hopping around and the daffodils are pushing forth and the crocuses have already been and gone and it's all going to be just lovely isn't it sally (laughs) very nice christina what a lovely introduction (laughs) i i kind of always you know for me january the first new year's day it's an odd start isn't it because it's kind of in in the northern hemisphere again in the middle of winter when everyone is hibernating and i kind of feel like you know this the sun's move into Aries when, you know, the sun begins its journey around the zodiac again is a much better time to kind of have that fresh start feeling to, you know, to get things moving, to sow seeds and mm. and, and look ahead. So, you know, it makes much more sense to me that, that this is the start of the year mm. um, rather than January the 1st when I just want to go under a duvet and, <laughs> and read a book. So I'm still <laughs> so, kind yeah, of under a duvet. I'm finding the Pisces, the, the, sorry, the Pisces um, time that we've been in has been very kind of drifty for me. I've, mm. been, I've had a lot of trouble focusing on anything and I've been sort of drifting along and mm. um, spending quite a lot of time sort of staring into the blue, uh, the blue horizon and that kind of thing. How's it been for yeah, you? No, it's similar, actually, because, you know, we always do a little bit of retrodiction and look at the month that's gone. And similar, I just thought, gosh, this this month has just gone by in a bit of a dream, which just feels very Pisces, doesn't it? Um, you know, and it's a time when I haven't been really able to make definite plans. And yet at the same time, I have sort of had plans that have unfolded or dreams that I've wanted to happen. And things have been turning, actually. It feels like the, the wheel has been turning. Um, you know, I'm, I've, I wanted to look for somewhere new to live, as you know, and, um, and that in sort of a very synchronous way came about. Um, and I'm going to be moving somewhere new. I'm going to be moving more to the centre of London, actually, um, on the day of the equinox itself, March the 20th. So, so yeah, it's kind of been an unfolding. And I think that is the best way to be during Pisces season, to get into this flow and to have dreams, but not get too caught up on things you know, you can't schedule things, can you, during Pisces season? You just have to see what happens. <laughs> see what emerges. Well, obviously, I quite enjoy it because I'm super Pisces. But um, yeah. even I have found myself feeling slightly uh, confused and adrift. I have been listening to uh, Eugene Onegin. I don't know if you know that poem, the famous Russian uh, mm. national poet poem. Uh, and... Uh, I thought, oh, I'll just listen to this on Audible because I should have read it, you know, and I have never have. And I've ended up listening to it about four or five times. It's four hours long. <laughs> and oh, wow. 
I think that is very kind of Neptune and Pisces is this Pisces thing is to be lost in a poem, which is 150 or 200 years old, you know, um, it was written in the 1830s, I think. Uh, so I've been spending a lot of time recently in the Russian woods and mm. I've enjoyed it a lot or at, at balls in St. Petersburg. Um, <laughs> You do like a fantasy life, don't you, Christine? You something else going on. <laughs> Classic Pisces. <laughs> Where can I mess myself for this <laughs> for the next few weeks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, Saint Petersburg, eighteen thirty. Um, Lovely. It's very nice. It's very nice. It's, it's tragic. Nice. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Although, well, that sounds great. And it, it has, you know, the, I think the other thing that we both noticed, didn't we, that they, um, that new moon in Pisces, which was on March the 13th, mm-hmm. which we talked about a lot last month, conjunct um, Venus and Neptune, was actually showed really strongly in a couple of uh, distinct ways in the world. I mean, one, that <laughs> the Harry and Meghan interview, which was sort of on the lead up to that new moon, it was the week of the new moon. And that was such, you know, I just, I actually didn't listen into it, but it was just for me, it was the power of the media with it all. I mean, it's the the influence of the media. I mean, such a big event. It's, I mean, it is Neptune and Pisces and they're less, uh, well, there's in their less beautiful form are to do with gossip. And it was a big gossip fest, wasn't it? I mean, they're to do with glamour and sparkle and shine, which of Mm. course is all about, you know, this is all about the royal. But they're also to do with gossip. And the gossip and some of the trash talking that went on was really extraordinary. Uh, I Mm. did think that was very, uh, the combination of Neptune and Venus in Pisces was, you know, glamorous. It was an incredibly glamorous thing. But the other mm-hmm. thing that I found really interesting about it was that their a key theme for them, for Harry and Meghan, was safety. They kept on mm-hmm. discussing how they felt unsafe. They didn't feel, feel protected. They felt unsafe. And then we had this woman's vigil, the women's vigil on the day of the new moon, which was also about partly about safety, the fact that we yeah. don't feel safe. And I think that this is somehow keys into that lack of boundary that you feel sometimes with Pisces is boundlessness is where are mm. the boundaries and how do I feel safe when I'm floating along? Um, mm. You feel safe in the middle of the ocean, but you know, there are sharks down there. Um, mm. So I think that those two, weirdly, those two things connect slightly on that theme of, of safety. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, that vigil was extraordinary as well because, you know, that Venus Neptune was so kind of unique to be sitting next to the new moon. And it was a real, I mean, an outpouring of compassion, um, you know, with women gathering together. Venus is the traditional symbol for women. And that Neptune in Pisces, there was a lot of emotion around as well. Um, I found it incredibly touching, actually, um, the whole event. I mean, it happened um, close by to where. I've been staying at the moment in London. So I did feel, I felt this real connection. Um, and, you know, a lot of my friends kind of either did something to mark the event or put candles on doorsteps or, you know, another friend who was um, raising some money for charity for 
uh, women's shelter. I mean, I, I did feel a real kind of connectedness, I suppose, um, through through women. So just if, if people are not aware of what happened here is a, um, a woman was abducted in a very well lit, you know, safe part of London um, on a, a, you know, 930 in the evening at a time which should be absolutely fine. And she was murdered, abducted and murdered. And there has been a huge outpouring of yeah, I would say also grief, actually, grief that a life has been cut short again. Mm. Um, I mean, there are questions we could ask about why this particular abduction, why this murder, why this outrage is the one that has actually caused caused this outpouring. And I do think you can see it in the astrology. It's the timing of it. Um and again, you know, interestingly enough, it was a sort of, there was a media element to it because the woman who was abducted, Sarah Everard, she looks like a really, really nice person, you know? Mm-hmm. So there were pictures mm-hmm. of her all over the press um, yeah. and pictures of her missing because she was missing for a while and then they found her, the police found her. They acted and they disco- figured it out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, um, so the mystery was not very long lasting. So that's what happened. And then there was this vigil, which did go wrong because the police intervened too much and there was a confrontation. But I don't want to concentrate really on the way that the vigil went wrong. The fact was that there were vigils. There was a big one in London where she was um, where she lived. But there were ones all over the country. People put candles out. We did a little thing in Oxford. And I noticed that they did something in Australia, too. that this is was there was a widespread expression of actually the power of I want to say the power of yin, which is the power of 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 peace and the power of female action. Mm-hmm. Maybe female is not quite the way to put it. So that's why we use the word yin. But that mm-hmm. the response to violence mm-hmm. should be compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think this, you know, there is something because it happened, the the vigil was on the new moon. I do think that this, the seeds going to be sown for this. And, you know, the astrology of this next month is really interesting as well, as we'll be talking about, because Venus, you know, the symbol for women um, plays a really strong role again uh, throughout, throughout the coming, the coming month while the sun's in Aries. So, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about that more, um, She's, she seems to be very powerful, very prominent at the moment within the astrology. So I do think there's going to be seeds that will be sown and hopefully, you know, move forward in a good way, in a positive way. I hope so, too. Yeah. Um, you know, there's and there's a big switch that happens. Shall we talk, start talking about the month ahead then? Well, we should talk uh, about Aries, shouldn't we? Yeah, really? we should discuss Aries. Well, Venus and Aries. Yay. I love Venus and Aries. Yeah, so I always think I. of Audrey Hepburn with her red lipstick. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's all Venus and Aries is. I always think of girl power. Yeah, <laughs> with Venus and Aries, it's the sort of strong, independent woman, isn't it? It's that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a really powerful Venus. I mean, it's interesting because it's said to be in its sign of. Um, oh yeah, you can't, I don't believe that. I love it, and there's you know this this is the side of Aries that is the diva. Um, yeah, diva. There's, um, I know Lady Gaga, 
Mariah Carey, both uh, Sun, Venus, Aries. So, you know, they're these big personalities, uh, colourful, lively, controversial. <laughs> yeah, I always think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. I think she's yeah. got Venus in, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar mm. has got Venus in Aries. You know, there are a lot, quite a lot of sort of kick-ass Venuses mm. um, with that. But Sun and Aries, mm. there's a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mars ruled. Mars, Mars ruled. Um, you know, I, I know one can get very kind of carried away with that. The, the Aries is very kind of one-pointed and gets things done and stuff. But there are other types of Aries, aren't there? I mean, I know much softer Aries, mm. who, uh, especially female Aries, who end up, you know, uh, being with a person, another person who does the Aries for them. Mm, okay. Um, thinking of anyone in particular? I think of some people in particular, but I'm just going to just say that in passing. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have a great Aries friend who is uh, sort of uh, not like that at all. She's mm. very tall and she's very feminist. Mm. She, I actually did the vigil with her on uh, mm. Saturday. Mm. And she is incredibly powerful um decisive person who gets things done you know Mm. you don't want to get on the wrong side of a certain kind of areas because they will just boom get the job done yeah 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 i mean my ascendance aries so i do identify with the the sign a lot and you know i like that aries side of me because it is the it's I, i can make things happen it's the it's the you know the the aspect of me that just kind of leaps, it leaps in, it knows that, you know, just take action, stop thinking about it, just do it, just take action, just get things moving, just, you know, be courageous, bold, competitive, strong, it's, I can feel it, it's like a kind of force, it's like a life force that powers you forwards, so I think it's a really, you know, as an Aries, you you can use this, the Aries influence in a very strong way, actually, yeah it's a sign it's the sign of instinct initiation beginnings it's exciting mm-hmm. i mean obviously the dark the uh difficult side for other people with aries is sometimes they're just like whoa where did that happen you know oh yeah the rest of us are just like oh well you know have you considered blah 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 have you considered the other point of view not always an aries for aries forte is it they can be very self-centered very selfish i mean I'm not going to name some. There's some Aries in politics at the moment who I can't bear. So I, I don't know. I don't think I should name them. Because, Why not? Where, where can well, we... I mean, you know, the, Nigel Farage is Aries. Oh God, you don't want to name him because we don't want his name to soil our lips. You know, and, the, and the other woman who I really have a bit of a problem with is Pretty Patel. I mean, oh. Aries, and I just think their agendas are so they're so self-oriented. I don't think they do things for the greater good, personally. So, um, yeah, and, and there's something about, you know, there's, there's, there is a type of Aries that, that can provoke and, you know, and, and make other people sort of react to them. Um, I think yeah, that's it's, really it's the opposite of Libra, you know, isn't it? It's that boom, I'm going to push you and you're going to have a reaction. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> having said that, my Aries cousin is very cuddly and she she fosters kittens. So there. Oh, <laughs> I bet Nigel Farage doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, no, we've mentioned him now. I feel dreadful. 
I know. Just in case anybody doesn't know who Nigel Farage is outside this country, he is like the right wing person, the voice of the Brexiteer. Brexit. Um, in a, and uh, the voice of sort of common sense in that. Um, and I would say he is the voice of the white patriarchy. <laughs> In some ways. I think you, he's probably the sort of character you either laugh at some people will or hate. Yeah. <laughs> Marmite type. Marmite. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the uh, not we're not too keen. We're not. Um, keen. Um, oh, I did I did notice actually as well the um, woman who's probably going to win the Oscar for best director, uh, Chloe Zhao. I don't know how to pronounce her surname. Mm-hmm. She directed Nomadland. She's an Aries, and um, there's quite a few Aries kind of coming through at the moment um, and being seen. So I'm quite excited about that. Um, yeah, I would think that someone's you know directing Nomadland. You'd have to have that Aries ability. Also, it's a groundbreaking movie. Yeah, um, the way she's done it is incredible. You know, she's used non non professionals yeah. and one professional, and she's created this whole way of doing it. Incredibly creative, and I think that's something that's very under sung about Aries is how creative they can be they're great creators they're really good at starting something new not always that good at completing it or finishing it because they get easily Mm. bored but yeah they bring something new don't they they have this new vision yeah Um, so here we all are entering Aries season and what's also exciting I think is that you know the sun's move into Aries on March the 20th is the first planet to be moving into a far sign since January the 8th we've had no fire there's been yeah. no, nothing in fire for a couple of months and and I think we need that spark we need that joy we need that motivation we need that heat I mean it's we been dry it. and cold in a way the you know the uh, astrological weather yeah and then it was wet and cold astrologically speaking but it's been cool 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 mm-hmm. um even if you're in Australia it's been there's been a coolness about the astrology and now we get this heat Uh, and what does heat bring heat brings life you know without heat you don't have a life um so i'm quite excited about the month ahead are you i mean the the equinox i've got a little let's let's just talk about the equinox quickly because that sometimes gives us a show of you know what the next quarter of the year is going to be like um and this equinox actually you know the um venus and Venus is still in Pisces at the equinox, um, making conjunction with Neptune. Uh, so we're going to continue, I think, that this, the, maybe you're right about this idea that the seed is sown for mm. compassion. There's something that's happened um, about the situation of women. You know, maybe mm. something, maybe there's a shift that's going to continue or that story is going to continue. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and Venus, you know, Venus will, Venus is tracking the sun as well. She stays very close. She moves into Aries um, on the 21st, the day after the sun moves in, and they're very close. And we'll be talking more about Venus during the full moon and new moon. She's very prominent. I mean, what I like about this equinox chart is that it does have Jupiter on the midheaven, Jupiter and Aquarius on the midheaven. Um, You know, there's, go on. Oh, it's going to say Jupiter and Aquarius on the midheaven, and it's pretty much being trined by the moon in Gemini. Um, so that's mm. quite nice. And the Gemini, the moon in Gemini making that conjunction. There's a lot of stuff. There's a little cluster in Gemini. 
So that's very good for Gemini. It's good for publishing, you know, good for talking, having conversations, all that sort of thing. It's kind of good um, for the flow of ideas as well, isn't it? The yeah. intellect, the air signs. Um, I know that, you know, there's some astrologers really look closely at the equinox and solstice charts. And um, I went to a great lecture last year with Maggie Hyde, company of astrologers, who I learned astrology with and respect very highly. And, you know, it was so interesting that last year, um, a couple of these important charts in the spring and summer, Pluto was on the ascendant. I mean, yeah. Pluto just dominated. So to, you know, the fact that Jupiter now, this kind of expansion, this hope, it's, you know, things are, well, things are opening up. Jupiter speeds things up as well. So, you know, we're not out of the, the virus woods. Um, vaccines are shooting around the world. So I think the Jupiter in Aquarius is also about this speed of things happening as well, actually. Yeah, it's maybe it's quite good to see Pluto tucked neatly into the eighth house as well with that equinox chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Pluto is still in Capricorn, but it's not prominent in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's I, not got the support, has it? It hasn't got the support of the other planets now. It's kind of out on its own a bit more. It's... Um, you know, almost it feels like he's been abandoned. I could abandon Pluto for a bit. So, yeah, he can get on with his own stuff. He's sitting there at the uh, on the eighth house on the on the in the gates of hell, um, <laughs> where he belongs. You know, um, mind you, he's also making a nice text sextile to yeah. Venus in um, Pisces. So there's something going on there too with the transformation behind the scenes. And I think mm-hmm. that could be something that one should be aware of is that quite a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on, on in public for this, mm. um, at this equinox. There's a lot of planets up at the top of the chart. Mm. Um, you know, there's a heavy presence in the 10th. So governments mm. are doing stuff, you know, we're in the hands of the governments, but there's some stuff going on, secret things going on behind the scenes. Um, oh yeah, there really but, is. And I note that the Mars is making this conjunction to the North Node in Gemini. And Mars is about weapons. And I did notice that the UK has done this really shocking move uh, in the last yesterday, actually, which is to take the cap off nuclear weapons and move it from 180 weapon, whatever it is, warheads to 240 so by 40%, they've increased their capacity or they're planning mm. to. This is the review. For what? Mm. I don't, I don't even, I don't dare think about it. But that um, mm. chimes a little bit with some of this stuff going on behind the scenes. A lot yeah, of and the other, the, the other thing that got pushed through yesterday was the protest um, bill in the UK, which is a real showing of this Saturn square Uranus. I mean, really clamping down on protests. And there's been a huge outcry by a lot of different organisations, Extinction Rebellion, other human rights organisations, yet done in the sort of um, guise of COVID, you know, we need to stop people gathering, but actually taking, giving much more power to the government and police, Mm. um, you know, and stopping demonstrations, stopping protests, which is, uh, I find it all very scary. Really I think scary. it's really worrying. I mean, the, um, and if you read that, the sort of fine print, basically you can get 10 years for damaging a statue, you yeah, know, yeah. but five years if for rape. So as yeah. usual, and this is like always been the problem with laws here and in, you know, 
in general is that the laws, crimes against property are um, mm-hmm. prosecuted more strongly than crimes against the person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that yeah. is wrong and it needs to change. Uh, yeah. However, I feel quite positive in some ways about this because of Jupiter on the midheaven, which mm. is about justice. Mm. And freedom. Yeah. Jupiter's freedom. Uh, so there are uh, going to be discussions about these things. Yes, uh, and rightly so. It is about keep the lines of communication open again, stay open-minded. I mean, really, do your research, find things out, find out what's happening at the moment, Be particularly behind the scenes. These things that are trying to be pushed through um, without you know being really kind of visible or foreground or prominent so but I do I have to say I do like that Jupiter on the midheaven it feels very helpful I it mean, does it feels helpful yeah. it feels I feel that is connected to the vaccine program probably working you know um, mm-hmm. because this is also it's in Aquarius it's about scientists cooperating people cooperating across the world um, a, a big push for science you know, um, and that I think that that's going to work, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, have have, yeah. I, have, I have reservations about it. But anyway, it's not a place to discuss that really. Yeah. On the, on podcast, is it? Yeah, with caveats. But I think essentially yeah. that's what that's about is this. I mean, one of the things that we've witnessed with um, during this COVID thing is the cooperation, the international cooperation to make that, make the science happen. And the the exchange of information has been incredibly important um, that there's open information exchange between scientists. Um, And as soon as that started happening back in January, 2020, things started to move ahead. Um, And now we're getting the results of that cooperation. Yeah. Yeah, so let's hope that they keep talking globally and, you know, come start making progress with other things as well, other areas. I mean, you know, maybe that is about this kind of global expansion in some way with Jupiter on the midheaven. Well, I mean, the the idea that this country is thinking of adding to its nuclear arsenal in this atmosphere seems to me extraordinary. Mm. And extraordinarily out of step, but anyway. Um, okay, let's talk about something really cheerful now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got the sun moving into Aries and we've got Venus moving into Aries on the 20th and 21st. So, you know, and, and Venus does stay very close to the sun um, throughout most of this coming month, actually. Um, so you know this for Aries, this is this is kind of finding the pleasure, isn't it? The Sun Venus is about finding the pleasure. It's you know it could be a cracking month for for love or you know finding enjoyment in something you love. There's a, it's kind of feels passionate the Sun Venus and Aries together. Um, things moving in the right direction, you know, embracing what you love. That's especially good for um, that. And that pretty much lasts. Sun and Venus are going to be in Aries until they're going to be there together. When does Venus leave? Oh, it leaves on the 14th of April. Okay. So you've got then to the 14th of April with this really nice energy in Aries, which is great for Libra. It's great for your love life. It's great for your friendships. It's great for socializing communications. It's also, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's really good um, 
for Sagittarius, well, Sagittarius, for Leo, um, especially yeah, the, Leo. Or maybe I was going to say all, all the fire signs, yeah. you know, Aries, Sagittarius, this is, you're, you're in your element, you're back in your element. And, and for you, Aries rules, it kind of rules the sectors of the um, your horoscope that are all about, they're about pleasure, they're about expansion, they're about things that you like doing personally. It's the things in life you love, actually. So, you know, I, I kind of like this. Be around people who inspire you, who lift your spirits as well. Um, um, Leo's, I, I would say Leo's, if you get the chance, this is pretty good for travel isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it is really pretty nice if you get a chance to go on a little holiday um, mm. or at least plan for it, you know, or travel in mind. And f- mm. for Sagittarius, it's really creative. You know, this is really very creative. Cool. Good for making babies as well. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. got, it feels quite fertile, actually, that, that sun, Venus, Aries, or be around children, you know, getting together again with children, grandchildren, people you haven't seen maybe so I, I do like this this Sun and Venus moving together. And actually, um, they're joined by Mercury on the 4th, aren't they? So that begins this, you know, so up until actually today or yesterday, Mercury moved into Pisces. So for the first part of this period between the 20th of March and the 14th of uh, and the 4th of um, April, Mercury's still in Pisces. So there's still some Pisces stuff to get through. Um mm-hmm. Having said get through, that makes it sound negative. It's actually quite positive. There's a lot of, I think that um, it's like, there's a French word, decrisper, decrisping. You know, it's been quite crisp having Mercury in uh, Aquarius and now Mercury's mm-hmm. in Pisces for this bit. For this bit. So it's a mental mm-hmm. relaxation. It's really quite important for the first 14 days of this period, I think. But yeah. then Mercury joins Venus and the Sun in Aries and yeah. you know it's all about starting stuff you know initiating yeah. ideas and initiating things for the new year yeah that's when Mercury really gets going when it's in Aries isn't it at the, at the moment it's more I think we're still in that as we both talked about a bit that you know you're kind of feeling your way through it's quite hard to um, be precise or exact with things it's sort of still quite dreamy while Mercury's in Pisces it's also moving really, really fast. So I think events will move really fast once mm. it gets into Aries. I mean, it's only there until the 19th of April. So it's there from the 4th to the 19th. Mm. Boom, bash. So mm. I would schedule to get things, you know, if you're starting off, off stuff. Um, yeah. When's the yeah, it's, I mean, that, it feels like Mercury and um, Pisces, you know, it's probably quite good for, for Pisces. For yeah, students. it is. For you know, writing poetry, being creative, getting your ideas down, <laughs> all of that kind of thing, or dreaming things up as well. Um, you know, because it will Mercury will connect with Neptune as well, which happens at the end of this month. Mm. Um, because the full moon, this of course, we've got the lovely full moon coming up on March the 28th. This the yeah. Sun Venus conjunction is actually in Aries on the 26th. Then we have the full moon on the 28th, and then there's a Mercury-Neptune in Pisces conjunction on the 30th. So the end of this month does feel there's quite a lot of power and energy. Yeah, um, it's interesting, that full moon, isn't it? On the 28th, because it's very Chironic. It's got Yes, Chironic. 
the Sun, Venus and Karen are all at eight degrees Aries, opposite the moon at eight degrees Libra. So I would suggest, I mean, I think that that could be healing or it could be wounding. I mean, it could go either way. But I think it's really important for Librans, actually, that, you know, this uh, full moon, because it's about relationships um, Mm. and it's about maybe holding a particularly painful relationship up to the light or um, understanding your relationship with relationships with other people or how you how you relate to other people and it shines a light on that um Mm. it's also interesting for um cancer wouldn't you say that full moon it's it's a career thing yeah um yeah absolutely i think both cancer and capricorn i mean you know venus is it is the planet of relating so it's about the people in your life so for cancer this is about the people you work with it's you know it's it's more about business partnerships or joint ventures or finding people you know getting the right team at work and and really um i mean that full moon may shine a light on the relationships at work those that work well and those that don't actually again there's this theme of a healing sense or a damaging sense you may have a girl boss who's who who's hurtful i would say for example, that would be one way this could work out. Yeah. For yeah. And that would come to very much be come to the fore around that full, full yeah. moon. Yeah. And um, for Capricorn, this is about your home. It's about home. So it's about family relationships, too. Mm. Um, you know, it might be a good full moon that sheds light on a personal issue within the family. It might be a good full moon to try and heal a rift. Um, or again, it may expose something that's really not working out, um, you know, bad behavior or people not being patient or, or kind even actually with the Aries influence. So it does, it really highlights the importance of relationships in the area um, of your life where, where this full moon is, is, is shining its light. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, for, for, Aquarians, for instance, it does look like it could be about you know delivering some bad news very effectively and fast, you know, <laughs> um, or fixing something that needs fixing very effectively and fast. I'm thinking about you know technology, for instance, some kind of tech- technical thing. Um, mm. Yeah, and the I mean the other thing about for for other signs, I'm just thinking about um, you know. Scorpio and the signs that are not so sort of directly clearly um, implicated by this full moon but you know for Scorpio actually this this again has quite a bit to do with work you know Mm. that's that's where with work and also with your own health Um, Mm. so for Scorpios I do think that you should be uh, I don't know. I don't want to say cautious about your health. Actually, you could be cured of something at this full moon, but you may have an understanding about something to do with your health. And this could be mental health or physical health. It's like some kind of enlightenment, some kind of light bulb going on. Yeah, it's a, it's. I think it's pay attention. Yeah. Health, isn't it? There's. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, as we were talking about earlier, I've had Chiron going back and forth over my ascendant all year and you know for me health has been a huge priority I've just been very aware of wanting to take good care of my health and looking 
you know, doing it myself, actually, that's so Karen and Aries, isn't it? Doing it myself, looking, making sure that, you know, I'm in optimum health, so not turning to other people, actually, um, for medical advice or, you know, it's it's very much thinking, okay, what can I do to look after me? So I think there is perhaps this theme for Scorpio. I think so. I mean, you're speaking here as Sun Scorpio, Aries rising, and I, I think so. To me, that looks like something about health, but it looks like it's positive. I mean, it looks like you could, yeah. you know, change regime or you know that you're maybe in able to find better health. Um, yeah, and that kind of fits this. You know, it fits this moving into the the start of the new year. The, yeah. the sun's move through the zodiac, an ideal time to be, you know, this is the time if you're going to set any new resolutions or new intentions or instill new habits, this is the time to be doing it. So for Scorpios on health, but for all the star signs, look at where Aries is particularly strong in your horoscope, um, which part of your horoscope it's highlighting, because this is a really good time to, you know, be inventive, to bring something new to the mix in that area in that first section of you know the time we're talking about that but you know basically the end of march the last part of march also the mars is moving across the north node so that's very good again for starting off in a new direction for finding new direction i mean for it's in gemini so this is clearly for gemini's you know actually finding due north but it's also good um you know, for Virgo, for instance, and this is about your career, you know, getting a new career direction, finding that direction that you need to go, being definite about it. And once with the sun, which is ruled by Mars in Aries and Venus in Aries, plus Mars making that con- uh, rocketing off the top of your chart for Virgos, um, I can see that this is actually could be very good for your career and very good for your career direction. Um You'll be, you may feel more decisive for the first time in a long time because there's sort of an in, been an indecisiveness at the moment. And I think that may all the fog is lifting, really. Um, yeah, because yeah, that Mars-North node conjunction is, it's it's pretty close during the full moon, isn't it? On the 28th of March, that's when it's, it's really highlighted. So that could, again, um, you know, full moons are often about completion culmination they can bring some kind of award or acclaim you're in the limelight in a way you're in the light of the moon so it does feel quite a powerful full moon this one coming up there's a lot of kind of conjunctions going on there's a lot of tight energy um, between the planets they're working together there's this kind of teamwork going on also the um i mean for this the limelight is really for um Capricorn, isn't it? That's that's the person with the limelight at that full moon. Um, the person who's getting that limelight, who may you may get that award. Um, yeah, with the the moon in Capricorn's um, tenth house, the hmm. tenth house career vocation. So I also like this. I think it's important to note also that with the node in Mars, that is making this trine to Saturn in Aquarius. So it may be, this is the point where you can start implementing plans for Aquarians. You know, you can implement those plans that you've already, that you've been making, or you make, it's like, make it so. That's, you know, that's the Mars North Node conjunction. And with making this very nice aspect to Saturn, it's make it so, and it's practical, it's going to work. Yeah, Uh, and that takes the work 
that kicks in on the 22nd of March because that's when the Mars Saturn trine is exact and then it kind of moves through towards the end of the month I think also you know there's just to go back to Scorpio with that Mars Saturn I mean that's about property and home um, and making definite plans there in those areas to do the woman who's moving house I was just thinking, Christina, you know, I'm moving on the equinox. And there we have that. Okay, this is where I'm going to be rooted for a while. Yeah, yeah, so I and I I think it's important. I do think it's really good for Aquarians, you know, that and and for Librans also, you know, that that for Libras, this becomes a kind of um, and and on the full moon, it becomes almost a little grand trine going on there between those planets. So that first those first 10 days of from the 20th from the equinox up to the to the full moon and actually a bit beyond are very good for making things happen especially for certain signs for those air signs and for yeah. virgo um yeah. for pisces it's all about it's a lot of this is at home again you know it's in your home life um yeah this actually and, and i just want to say I do think it's quite a stunning full moon, actually. I quite like it for Taurus as well, because mm-hmm. Uranus in Taurus is also at eight degrees. So, you know, semi-sextiling the Sun-Venus conjunction, Venus being Taurus planet. So I would listen out for insights or really trust your intuition, Taurus, during the full moon. I mean, it could be a real time of enlightenment or insight or bringing something new that helps you make sense of things. So yeah, it's it's quite um almost a a clever little uh connection there mm. going on um between Uranus and Venus. Uh and just one more other thought is yeah, I think it's interesting for Sagittarians too, the North Node, um, Mars conjunction combining with that uh full moon, which is, you know, for Sagittarians, this is about relationships and finding the right people you know it's mm. maybe that you've been looking for a business partner for a long time or a partner and you, you find them in this week you know and actually making it happen or someone comes into your life who just is going to take you and say come on we can do this as a team we're going to pull the whatever it is along in a certain direction mm. um i think that's quite exciting i think we better move on though because we're, we're getting all kind of involved this is very classic mercury and pisces let's just get really drifting along focusing on one bit because there's other stuff happening this month um for example there is the new moon which is also pretty interesting on april 12th Mm, this i mean um, the lunations are most important this month i think the full moon and new moon yeah um the you know and also the fact that we've now got this fire sign energy the planets moving into Aries because the new moon Mercury will be there as well which means also all those planets in Aries Gemini Aquarius are all working together actually it feels like there's more harmony or more ease in a way moving forward um but yeah and then then coming to that new moon on the 12th of April and again the sun and moon 22 degrees Aries sitting next to Venus at 26 Aries she still hasn't you know she's still not left the sun so that sort of strong strong Venus in Aries um, you know emphasizing women actually is very powerful again 
on this on this new moon, 12th of April, sort of mirroring in a way the new moon on March the 13th. But now it feels more strident, more action oriented. Yeah, which is, again, it's important for Librans, one, this new moon, beginning of a new relationship. Mm-hmm. It's important for cancer, you know, something at, at work, starting something at work. Um, it's important for Capricorn move house, you know, decorate your home, make your home, you know, focus on the, on the home around that new moon. Um, there's a lot of energy in Aries because there's also Chiron, there's Mercury, there's Ceres is also in there. They're all in Aries. So there's this sense of uh, fresh starts really across the board. So, you know, when Mercury is in Aries, that, that also applies to Virgos and Gemini's that's your ruling planet is in there so it is a fresh starts for you this year and Venus is in Aries so that applies to Taurus and Libra it's the beginning of a new zodiac cycle for you and for Leos um, you know this is really powerful energy uh, because it's your own ruling planet the sun in Aries and it's in a hot sign so this is a beginning Um, but also for Leo's this is about reaching further, going, taking bigger risks, uh, imagining things bigger and looking up out of the uh, place that we've, a lot of us have been. I wouldn't say exactly in the dark, but at home, but looking out of the house and beyond to faraway places or faraway ideas and stretching the limits of your imagination um, and when I say that for Leos, I mean that that's a theme of the month, but maybe especially around this uh, new moon on the 12th of April is how far can you imagine? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's nice. I like that. I like that. And just looking, picking up on the Mercury and Aries, I mean, you know, for, for Gemini's, this is very much about, it's about friends. It's about groups. It's your alliances, actually. Um, something new beginning in these areas it feels it feels quite um activist or protest um, same for aquarius um and also then for virgos it's about money this is a new start around money this is sort of initiating something new um in the sector of your horoscope it's about joint finances shared resources so it's kind of getting practical with money um you know sowing seeds that can grow and flourish so, from, you know, with that Mercury and Aries, it's about those areas. There is kind of one caveat on this new moon, and that's the fact that Pluto is at 26 Capricorn. Um, so yeah. it's exactly square Venus at 26 Aries. So even though this new moon shouts, I mean, it really does shout new beginnings, doesn't it? Sow some seeds, start things, set your intentions, get things moving. You know, again, there is as often is the case, I think, in astrology at the moment, there's this theme of what needs to end or what do you need to close the door on in order to start? Well, I, I always think that the new moon itself is actually the dark of the moon and we don't say that enough. Yeah, so I, I always think start after the new moon, the day after, the hours after the new moon, but don't start just before the new moon and don't start at the new moon. That would be my advice. I know you kind of disagree with that, but for me, the new moon... I think is is a point of darkness Um, and then we have the light and that's really fits with this Pluto square yes Um, yes yeah I I I do agree but I also I mean the new moon 
looking at it from London is at 3.31. It's in the middle mm. of the night anyway. When mm. We'll all be, well, most yeah. of us will be asleep. You're um, okay if you do it the next day, but don't do it the day before. That's what my advice, really. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're running up to the new moon, but I love the new moon, the moment of the new moon. I think it's great for meditating, going inwards, mm. turning inwards and, and kind of, um, you know, be setting your intentions or becoming aware of, of what you want to seed actually during the new moon moment almost um but yeah if you're going to get things actually moving then then do it after that point of the new moon and in particular look out for the crescent moon in the night sky which always comes the day after or sometimes the day after that I always make a wish when I first see that crescent moon because that for me feels like the light has returned Mm. um you know and that's a really powerful time to Mm. um to take action, to set intentions, to be decisive, particularly with a new moon in Aries, you know, all the Aries energy that we've been talking about. You know, this is a good, it's the first new moon of the sun's move through the zodiac. It is a powerful one. It's really powerful point of energy. Mm. And of course, it's at this 22, 23 degrees, which has been so important for the last eon. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Yeah. Just, a few moons have been stuck at this degree yeah. i don't know whether it's a, a lucky magic number or whether it's you know god there's too much intensity on this point in my chart in my yeah life. and the saturn pluto conjunction i mean there's been so much and even years before that there's been a lot happening around 23 degrees so if you have planets at 22 23 degrees they've been very activated you know in any mm-hmm. sign um right so i think that we've talked a lot and is there any sort of sort of uh yeah so i just there are some things that um just to point out that the that mercury is moving very quickly so this is a quick moving month it moves so it's only got a short time in aries um and that venus also will be leaving aries moving into taurus on the 14th so mm-hmm. Venus is going to be in her own sign from that moment onwards, which I always really, really enjoy. And it feels it can be of here anyway. And in lots, most of the North, it's the most sort of luscious time of spring is when we get that Venus in Taurus with all the flowers bursting out, etc. But, you know, that is important to note for Taurians and for Scorpios. You know, this moves into your relationship sector. It's very nice and it's very lucky. And yeah, and I think, I think, we, go on. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for you to finish that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I think for, for Taurians, if, you know, because Aries is, it's the, the 12th house, it's the sort of hidden sector, it's personal issues. So, you know, it could be that the new moon is time to let go of something, leave something behind with your planet Venus square Pluto, and then you move into that gorgeous Venus Taurus on the 14th. So yeah. it could be really helpful time for Taurians, particularly if you're having a bit of a, you know, tricky month, that is your turning point. Yeah, um, when I think so. Right. And you might be having a tricky month with all that stuff in the 12th house. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Um, There's a lot going on there. Yeah, and also it's time to get your hair cut and beautify yourself, you know, when Venus gets yeah. into your sign. And ditto for Aries earlier on in this you know in the month when you have venus in your sign you know or on your ascendant uh it's time to for a refresh isn't it 
the COVID haircut. Oh my God, the COVID hair dies. Yeah, I've got lots of hair. <laughs> lockdown hair. <laughs> I think it's nice. Like I, my lockdown hair is completely out of control. Um, do you always check? I mean, I haven't been to a hairdresser in so long. I think my hairdresser is an Aries, the the guy that I normally see, who I haven't seen for a year. Well, um, yeah, my hairdresser was a Libra. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I think for being a hairdresser, the Libra, yeah. lovely and charming. Yes. Charming and good with the scissors as well, which you need as well. Yeah. You don't just want a charming social hairdresser. You want someone who does a good cut too. So. Yeah. One should do a little study. I found a lot of my hairdressers have been Piscean actually. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I had a Cancerian as well. Hmm. She could be a bit weepy and emotional actually. Why is she crying into your hair? <laughs> um, yeah, like, or weeping as, <laughs> as chunks came out. Oh my God. What have I done? What you want to hear from your hairdresser? Very isn't it? good. You're very good hairdresser. So Venus, <laughs> we end up talking about Venus, really, don't we? Beauty, yeah. love, relating, big Venus month. That's quite exciting, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, should we say goodbye? Unless yeah, you have okay. any other words of pearls of wisdom. Uh, pearls of wisdom are, you know, be prepared for things to accelerate. That yeah. is my word of wisdom. Be prepared for things to accelerate and for certain plans to start to manifest and fall into place. Yeah. Um, some good, some surprising. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of us have been having to work very, very hard um, yeah. or have had no work at all. I mean, it seems to have been one or the other. And yeah. I don't particularly see that stopping. I no. think that continues to be the case. Yeah. I agree. But with the, I just, you know, I want to say as well, it's fire sign energy coming up. So, you know, really sort of grab the moments of joy, be spontaneous, you know, use that fire sign energy. If you've been sort of stuck in a rut or things need moving, here comes that lovely shift, that lovely you know, dynamic dynamism of the sun's moving. So on that note, <laughs> take care. See you next month. Oh,